Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Co-Creators show with Jennifer Lynch. And tonight, I'm very excited to be interviewing both Dr. Eric Per and co-instructor Gillian Fleer about reconnective healing. And they're both going to be um, at the Los Angeles 16th Consciousness Life Expo from the 9th till the 11th of February. So I believe they're here, so I'm just going to open this up. Hello, and good evening, Eric and Gillian. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. We're great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I have just to say that I have actually um, seen you speak at the Consciousness Conference in London about... Oh, quite a few years ago now. And um, I was fascinated by your reconnective healing. What fascinated you? Fascinated me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> because, um, because I have actually been doing Reiki and hands-on healing. So, you know, because it was so different for me, I've got somebody else on here as well. So... I'm going to open that up in a minute and uh, just see. Because I was um, basically doing Reiki for quite a few years and then to see you um, in the energy field, healing in the energy field. So it's really fascinating. Okay. I, I hear this then, please. Somebody else has just come to join us. Um, my name is Shakira. Really? Okay, um, Shakira, would you just just um, like to sort of listen to Dr. Eric Pearl and Gillian and um, talk about their healing, and then if you've got a question, you know, please go ahead. Is that all right? Yes, do y'all do readings on this show? No, we're not doing readings tonight. No, we're talking about okay. healing. So, um, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, we're talking about healing. So I'm just going to... Um, just uh, leave you listening, if that's all right. Okay, please yes. go ahead, Mr. Pearl, Dr. Pearl. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and let us know about how this began, because you're a chiropractor originally, aren't you? That was my license. I started as a chiropractor, and somewhere in my 12th year of practice, um, a few strange things happened, and reconnective healing what it's known as around the world and in science today made its appearance 
Right. It was yeah, absolutely brilliant. And this healing technique, you didn't know you had this healing, did you, in the beginning? It just sort of evolved on its own. It sort of came crashing through the door. Um, Things that evolve take a little bit of time. And this really was, I I went home one day thinking I was a doctor. I came back in the next day and I was something else. The reconnective healing frequencies seem to have come through Mm -hmm. and and patients started having interesting healings and and experiences and seeing colors and smelling flowers and um i just became something else in that moment but what became fascinating about it was that in practicing it in continuing to do that with my patients I found that I was able to share this gift with other people, with everyone in the world, and teach them how to do reconnective healing as well. As it is already, we've trained at various levels, close to about 100,000 people around the world and affected the lives of millions. You know, Jennifer, one of the most interesting things that I will say distinguishes the reconnective healing frequencies, the what we'll say is the new energy, light, and information, maybe of our planet, is that unlike energy healing techniques or energy as we understand it, these frequencies actually seem to reach to us. We don't have to vibrate up to them in order to access them. We don't have to raise our vibration to what some would say would be a acceptable level to receive them, they reach to us wherever we are as low in vibration as we may be or as incoherent as we may be in our daily life. They seem to reach to us and entrain with every cell in our body, allowing for what is also another very unique component in reconnective healing, which is receivership, because in the exchange of these frequencies, we don't send them. We don't send healing in reconnective healing. Even our practitioners who learn to facilitate this work for others are educated really on the art of observing, of witnessing, and of experiencing. They learn to notice where the frequencies are in an exchange with them. And then in that dynamic, the client becomes sort of this beautiful part of the equation for these frequencies to interact with them. Mm, That's interesting. And you call them RH frequencies? Well, they're called... They're called the reconnective healing frequencies. So sometimes in in shorthand, we just call them RH. Okay. So you're saying that basically, because there's a lot of school of thought, isn't there, at the moment where people think in order to be healed, they have to do a lot of work and raise their vibration. And there are also a lot of um, other 
frequencies like the 432 frequency and the 8 something and there's lots of music that is out there as well which is written at different frequencies uh, that people listen to to try and raise the vibration and obviously meditate and things like this so what you're saying basically is supposing if you'd never done any meditation or work on yourself you could still come along and learn this because the frequencies seek you rather than you seeking the frequencies you absolutely have understood this in its fullest and i will tell you it doesn't get any more complicated than that you have summarized that beautifully you know in many different energy healing techniques you need to do those things that you were talking about because energy is just one part of the healing spectrum but with reconnective healing it takes us beyond energy into aspects of light and information that make for something far more alive and comprehensive so you can do less and become more. You actually don't do the healings. You become the healing. Like a catalyst. You might want to think of it often in um, what we know is, again, traditional healing methods or paradigms or, as you've just described, you know, ultimately you are presented with a way to be, uh, I'm going to say, a conduit. In reconnected healing, there it isn't the point of engagement for this bandwidth of frequencies at all, and it never has been. And 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 I will say that we've done a fair amount of mainstream research. There are still aspects of the scope of this bandwidth that are very hard to even measure. But again, this. I would say the distinctive quality is just what you summarized, which is you are enough exactly the way you are. The point of engagement is definitely these frequencies reach to you. Um, And the more your attention and awareness of them interacting with you becomes, the more coherent and often the more dynamic, the more interesting your interaction with them becomes. Um, I'm not even going to say that the more feel, the greater the healing, that isn't even the case. But I can say that it is a very tangible dynamic. You do not have to believe. You do not have to hope. You don't have to wish. You don't have to have an intention. It just isn't the operating mechanism for this Process. A lot of research is going into reconnective healing to try to determine how it works. They've established that it works, but now they're trying to understand how it works because it takes us so much further than we've been able to get to before. It's so much more comprehensive and yet simultaneously so simple. No techniques, no rituals, no healing objects, no steps, no procedures. Measured then, how would somebody test? How would the the scientists go about testing this, and you know, so they can satisfy themselves? Because I mean, we're satisfied with it, obviously, aren't we? You're satisfied with it. Your your uh, clients are satisfied with it. But science is all about proof, isn't it? So, how would they go about proving something like this? I mean, it's quite a challenge, isn't it? 
No, well, yeah. I mean, I think there are many people who read Eric's book. Um, now, you may or may not be aware, but we have the first part of Learning Reconnective Healing as of this year in um, an eight-hour online experience. And many people begin their understanding and interaction and awareness of the reconnective healing process through that because it is so tangible. And we do talk about a lot of the science Mm -hmm. in that online presentation. Different researchers have different approaches to studying reconnective healing because reconnective healing is so expansive that there's no one way to find the beginning or the end of it. We just sort of come in, in in the middle of it and recognize that it's presence. So some researchers do gamma wave radiation measurements. Some do um, brain waves. Some look at the way the brain waves and the heart waves are affected. Some of them look at the DNA or measure our light levels or the coherency of brain movement and heart movement. We've had researchers such as Drs. Gary Schwartz and um, Konstantin Karatkov and Baldwin, um, Glenn Rhine doing his DNA studies with reconnective healing. We have multiple researchers from around the world, and we're finding out more. But, you know, in the beginning, a lot of the researchers were hoping that they could figure out how reconnective healing worked and create some kind of a unit or a machine to do it. And the, the truth is, what I've always known is that this level of healing is about life, and it's never going to be reproduced in a machine. The most you can get a machine to do is what you program it for. But truly, it's life that allows for the healing and evolution of life. And reconnective healing is not just about physical healings. Of course, there are many physical healings, people regaining the use of limbs of their body or organs or senses such as vision and hearing. But reconnective healing throws people onto their life course very rapidly and fascinatingly. It, it, it evolves relationships, personal relationships, it brings about evolution and career path and in abundance and prosperity in your life. Really, it affects everything physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and more that we probably don't even have words for. You really become a more coherent embodiment. And it is really you in embodiment that is interacting with what we say space or space time, um, the, uh, the, the, the way in which this sort of uh, rebalancing or wholeness, that, by the way, isn't something that a practitioner determines. So reconnective healing clients don't come to treat or cure any particular system. They may have something very dear and cherished in mind that they are wanting. And it isn't that a practitioner doesn't listen to those desires, you know, especially if we have things that are pain-related or disease-related or relationship. But it is important to understand that this intelligence, this bandwidth really understands the process of the return to balance for each and every one of us 
better than we potentially can conceive and what Eric would always say is our sort of limited human educated mind. Okay, that's really interesting. I just want to ask Eric, what was was there anything in particular going on before you discovered that you wanted to do this that sort of led you to this point? Um, because sometimes when we look back, we can think, oh, yes, I was actually asking for this to come into my life because of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, it, it can be <laughs> like suddenly there is a change. Um, were you asking for this change, and uh, you know, in the way you work? I, mean, I know you said you were surprised that happened. But sometimes things do come in as a result of other things um, going either stagnant or you feeling you're just not in the right place for you somehow. Well, what was going on, Jennifer, really was life. But the funny thing is life started for me through an experience of death because my mother died while she was on the delivery table with me. And had the life after death or the near-death experience that we talk about and came back to life to tell of it. So I was still inside of her. I was still attached at the umbilical cord. So where does something begin? It's hard really to know. But I will tell you that, um, sure, I had gone through some upheavals in my life at that point in time. I had ended a six-year relationship that I thought was going to be the relationship of my life. I was a little emotionally off balance that, that way, trying to recover from that. Um, at the same time, I was becoming more and more aware that, um, that there should be a way to better reconnect my patients as a chiropractor with not only their physical, but their spiritual being at the same time. And I guess in the process of my awareness and my attempts to reconnect humanity to physical with humanity to spiritual, I kind of reconnected myself with it at the same time. It's it's sort of just swept in through the universe and came about, but it wasn't maybe necessarily so much that I was, looking for it or asking for it. It was nothing I could have studied. It simply appeared. One moment it wasn't there, and the next moment it was. That's really interesting. Yes, the reason why I ask this is because I lost my own sister to breast cancer at the age of 28. And um, before that point, I wasn't aware there was such at all really even though my sister was quite religious I wasn't religious but from the point I actually lost my sister I kept seeing lights everywhere so I actually Mm. think that that experience of losing my sister my healing came out of that experience until then I wasn't really even interested so you know that's partly why I asked that question because I feel that sometimes when we lose someone or something significant happens then it's almost like a nudge from the universe or the angels whatever you like to call it um that's pulling us back onto our original intention 
but I do believe we have original intention. Do you believe that? I agree that I agree with that, and that we have. I don't know that I'd call it so much intention as um, things we've agreed to look at, explore, and go through in this lifetime. And sometimes these emotional changes and experiences that we go through, like the one you just shared with your sister, opens us up to greater levels of sensitivity and awareness to discover our purpose and decide to find it and play with it and follow it, even at a greater degree. I also think that when we have the kind of events such as losing a sister, which is so profound, and whether it's our sadness, our grief, we likely slide into that, we slide into the unknown because our brain can't comprehend the loss. And really, I think it is in the unknown when the universe can reach through and give us something so clear that we know it's the universe reaching to us. You know, like you said, you knew that that light was your sister or some aspect waking you up. And I think that the reconnected healing frequencies um, have that capacity. You know, we always say to our students, they have come in as one thing and they will leave as something else. And we can't take it back. So if they are uncomfortable with that concept, they should get up and leave right now because it, it, it is that moment. And your question is so intelligent. I guess the question for someone like Eric is, is it possible when his mother returned to the light while he was still attached to the umbilical cord, while she was witnessing the secrets of the universe? And it is a beautiful chapter in Eric's book. It's chapter two, and it, it is an important chapter to read because she was imbued with the secrets of the universe, as many people who have near-death experiences come back to report. So is it possible that at that time there were parts of what wasn't yet born Eric that he was also retaining that chose to appear at that cracked moment, just like the cracked moment with your sister? I mean, these are the mysteries, right? Mm, these are the mysteries, yeah, definitely. Yeah, fascinating though. Okay, now I wonder if you can talk a little bit about um, the expo because I haven't been there and it's the 16th, so there's obviously been quite a few. And obviously that's going to be on from the 9th to the 11th of February. Yeah, um, so, so you will be giving, uh, what will you be doing there exactly, a workshop? Yeah, we're, we're actually going to do um, a very experiential 90 minutes. Rather than get into all the facts and findings um, about reconnective healing, the nice part about reconnective healing, again, is it's very tangible. You can experience it in a way that you understand because you don't have to imagine it. There's no belief system. Um, so our 
hope is is that everybody can come in and we can create an opportunity for them to have their own interaction. To feel it and play with it and get to become familiar with it at a tangible level so they don't have to wonder or imagine or just listen to us speak, but we can really interact with the audience and play with them so they're no longer just an audience, but we're all a, a shared, we're in a shared participating experience. And people can do that via live stream as well. Um, I, but you're coming to Los Angeles, yes? No, I'm not coming this year, no. Oh. <laughs> I've only okay. just found out about this, uh, like about a month ago, so unfortunately uh. I'm not coming. Said I did see uh, Dr. Eric Pearl at the Consciousness Conference in London, and that was five or so years ago. Um, and I have witnessed one of his healings with a lady who couldn't lift her arm and hadn't lifted her arm for years and years and years. And after the healing, she was able to lift her arm right up. So I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Um, I would love to come another year, but unfortunately, I won't be coming this year. Um, but I will be obviously letting as many people know about it as possible with our U.S. listeners as well as our U.K. listeners. Um, so that's well, that. is, is it possible for you to be on during live stream from um, 11 to or from 10 to 11:30? Because I think it's really a beautiful way. Again, we're going to make a very interactive and accessible so even if you're just watching via live stream you'll be able to participate um one of the things that for years has been fun is that eric has done those demonstrations but there's been such an evolution of this work that often now we have people in the audience do those demonstrations with one another and achieve the same healing that you witnessed eric do with that woman and so it's it's really very validating to know that it isn't just any one special person that ha- like Eric, although he is so very special. <laughs> <laughs> but that we can teach people how to do it and that you can learn how to do the very same thing once you interact with this and learn how to become really intricately familiar with it and and, and aware of it. We're we're teaching, of course, um in Los Angeles in May, and we'll be teaching in Europe in, in um, Prague and Milan and Amsterdam and Madrid. We'll be teaching in Orlando and Denver and um, even in Leipzig in Germany and Chicago. So there's lots of opportunities. You should come visit and play with us live. That would be wonderful. I'd love to do that. <laughs> so um, I see the live stream from the website which is www.consciouslifeexpo.com and there is a live stream so purchase um view live stream ticket options i've had a look at that so i've actually given all the links unfortunately i was short of space on the preview but i have given all the links underneath in the comments so um, people can click through there and they can find the Conscious Life Expo very easily anyway by Googling it. Um, so, they, yeah, they so can it's going to be fabulous. They can find, they can the find Conscious Life anywhere Expo. by Googling it and they can find 
Reconnective Healing or The Reconnection by Googling that as well. Yeah, and I'll put your, your various links underneath the uh, show in the comments because we ran out of space, but I have got your um, the link to your book and the link to your website on here as well. So it's really good. It's really fascinating. So, Gillian, um, how how did you get into this, this, if that's right for you to tell uh, us a little bit about your story? Oh, that's, that's a beautiful question. Well, I would say that it was a bit of a cosmic collision, and these things happen um, uh, every once in a while. I, I have had the great pleasure of working in the healing arts world and in, um, I would say, uh, the areas of science and faith for my entire lifetime. And um, very coincidentally, I happened to be in Florida in 2012 during a sort of special sacred time, sort of the 2012 turn in December. And um, it happened to also be my birthday weekend, and I was with someone who had had a lifelong issue with um, mobility of his arms. He was an NCAA swimmer. And strangely enough, I had never heard of Eric. He was doing a presentation as he used to do for Friday night. And we ended up attending on that Friday night. And of 800 people, my friend was chosen. And just like you witnessed, um, the same return to range of motion. And in this case, this was a surgical, intentional surgical uh, operation to keep him from being able to move his arm so it wouldn't dislocate. But um, after 26 years, he had full range of motion. And that created a lot of curiosity. And um, then Eric and I, uh, I would say, had just sort of a cosmic collision that evening noticing one another uh, and shortly thereafter we decided to look at how we might collaborate and in both of our areas of wisdom and both of our areas of energy um, work and we have spent the last six years building uh, a, I would say an understanding of how to expand this work uh, a beautiful relationship together, and does that help you? So, <laughs> yes, wonderful. Words, in other words, reconnective healing thrusts you onto your <laughs> life course and helps you find amazing partners and relationships. And <laughs> Jillian and I fell in love in the process, and uh, we um, teach the work all around the world together. That's absolutely brilliant. So, sounds like you're having a fabulous time. <laughs> lots of fun, lots of amazing healings. That's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So, actually, we're learning a lot. You're learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. We are. Definitely. Our students teach us miraculous things every day. You know, Jennifer, I would like to gift you our online course because if you did decide to just have an adventure anywhere we were in Europe and wanted to come to the live immersion or the one event you would have to have completed the eight-hour online essentials anyway so for the generous 
gift of having us on your show and exploring and sharing with us and sharing the intimate detail of your sister. Um, please let us gift you the online essentials course. And if you choose, we'd love you to explore it. And if you finish it and you want to come join us somewhere, that would be an option for you. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very, very much. I will, I will happily accept that. Thank you. That's, that's very, very nice. Yeah, very nice of you and kind of you. Okay, so I think unless you've got anything else that you'd like to tell my listeners, I think that we're probably going to leave it there. But um, please, you know, keep in touch and we'll keep, you know, um, sharing the wonderful your reconnected healing all righty well i think that's a wonderful idea and we want to thank you so 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 very much for allowing us to share time and space with you (laughs) on your (laughs) radio interview and we look forward to meeting again in person if you have any questions and you want um or your any of your listeners have any questions they can always Uh, go to reconnection.com and Find us there. That's good. I'm sure that people will be getting in touch with you after this interview because it is going to go being spread out through social media. So thank you very much indeed, um, Eric and Julia, Julian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Thank you, then. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so that was the wonderful Dr. Pearl and Gillian Fleer about reconnective healing and I'm just going to play um, Ashna Ashna for you Um, just a moment goodness me that seems to things are moving on their own tonight so I'm going to play Raindrops by Ashna you'll love this one
Okay, so that was Raindrops by Ajna from the album Spirits of Nature, which you must admit is a beautiful piece of music. And I, Jennifer Lynch, will be with you um, next Monday, the 29th of January. Um, So the shows will now quite often be on Mondays and also Wednesdays for the next few weeks. So I will let some people know through Natural Co-Creators website and the Natural Co-Creators community, which is on Facebook. Please feel free to join the Natural Co-Creators community and group. We welcome new members, all co-creatives, writers, healers, um, artists, musicians. We'd love to hear, hear from you. So, you know, we just get in touch and join our group. Okay, so thank you very much. And I will play you out with the gift. Good night.